Hey everybody, before the episode gets started, just want to let you know up front, and I'm also letting my other, my two co-hosts, Lee and Chuck, know, because I haven't told them, I lost my audio for this episode, and I've been putting it off, trying to uh, do some data recovery, but it, it wasn't happening, it's gone, I can't find it. So, instead of just scrapping this entire thing because we decided to take a week off, I figured that I'm going to sit down and make this work. For the most part, I did. It's choppy. This is not a great episode, but it was a learning experience for me, to say the least. So, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Bye. I'm sorry. So sorry. That I was such a... Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews, where we are going to talk about some random stuff. We have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> no, we do. These we next do. few weeks are going to be absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. We, we don't have a television show to review, but we do want to keep up with the Monday schedule, so now we're here. So the next few weeks, are it's going to be a lot of this. Yeah. So the focus, the focus today is going to be basically just things that aren't generally... Um, Something that other people would would rave about or talk about, but it's just little things that that we kind of enjoy on our on our own and why. Um, that all being said, I'm Lee. I'm Will. I'm Chuck. Oh, Chuck's here. Good, good. <laughs> we we thought we lost you, Chuck. Nope, I'm here. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So, what do you guys uh do? You guys have a list of things? Anything that popped up that you were thinking about over the last week? About um, sort of like I, I for one had no idea that we were going to be doing this this time around. You're, you're kind of driving this one, man. Yeah, I so I didn't really think about much of it. I, just the past couple days, I was like, oh, I should really think about this. But the reality, so so you know, we're we're calling this like the guilty pleasures, you know, um, episode. And in that, I don't think I have a lot that that I can think of that people don't like there's not some kind of cult following or whatever i mean we could look at cult classics that we like i mean we could talk dark man not many people know about dark man i just like it because it's sam raimi and liam neeson going like totally nuts which is hilarious to me um but the thing is i've only watched it once or twice so i can't really say that's like something on my my list if you've only watched I, it once <clears throat> or twice then will you consider a guilty pleasure because a guilty pleasure would mean that you're no. going back and watching it again because you enjoy it that much yeah, I think I think it wouldn't be considered that. Um, that's that's kind of why, you know, it's like eh, if you really knew much about it, then there's that. I mean, for me, Back to the Future has always been a movie that I've always loved or a series that I've always loved. But the reality is I wouldn't necessarily say that's a guilty pleasure. Exactly. Though. That's like a universally praised trilogy. Right. So. And that's something that I, I can say that between that and, and, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy, those are probably the movies I've, I've watched more than anything else. Um <clears throat> Which Star Wars and trilogy? The original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, did you say yeah. original? I missed the original part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episodes four, five, I and six. I thought you had the sequel trilogy. I thought that was your favorite. Guilty pleasure. No, no, the prequels, actually. Prequels. Especially, especially Attack of the Clones. That's just, you know, it just it gets me. Every time. Yeah, every time. So, um... Yeah, so I was just I was just thinking about some things that, that have popped up. I know you guys, I think I think I, I thought about the island just because you guys haven't watched it. It's kind of on my radar. Um, it's one of those movies where yes, it's Michael Bay, but I thought it was a really well put together story. It was pretty interesting. Um, it was acted very well. It had a good cast all around. Um, and yeah, I, I really think we should put it on the on the list and go through it at some point. Just because of it, it kind of fits in with some of the stuff we've talked about recently. Some of the other movies, um, you know, not, not so much a twist, but it's just it's well, well thought out. So I, I liked it. Um, at one point, I remember there was a there was a trailer for it. And my old boss was like, "Ooh, I loved that movie the first time when it was called The Matrix. Um, but if you watch the movie, like this, there's, there's no, it's not the matrix, but the trailer made it seem like it was like, what if the world you knew wasn't the world, you know, type thing. Um, so the matrix, but, yeah, that's, that's, if that's how they put it, then of course that's how it would seem. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, so, yeah, so, I mean, so about, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No. So, so one of the things that we've, you know, been doing as of late is recommending <clears throat> to each other more more films and more types of movies to watch that are just different from what we would typically watch. And I wanted to throw this one out there. It's a Netflix original. 
Will, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you saw it, but you just rec- you recommended to me the uh, Ex Machina <clears throat> film, right? Mm. Great movie, by the way. I thought Oscar Isaac was fantastic. Yeah, you movie. texted me about it and told me that you really liked it, so yeah. I was uh, I was happy that I could introduce you to something. Will, I mean, Lee is like eh about it, but you know, I enjoyed it. But um, did you ever see Ex Machina, Lee? Yeah, I I did. I it was. Um, I'll put it this way. It's exactly what I expected from it. Like I watched it saying almost feeling like I've already watched it before. You know, that's that's what it seemed like to me. I'm like, yeah, OK, I see this. I saw this coming. Nothing was really surprising. There was no shock twists that that, that got me. It just it seemed very predictable. Maybe, maybe if I didn't watch a lot of other movies, I wouldn't have been able to see a lot of it coming. So with that being said, um, what but, other movies yeah. with AI? That, that's there. actually really surprising to me. I figured you would have been the person to, you know, roll on the floor laughing at, at the whole dancing that happens <laughs> towards the end of that, that movie. Was, well, that was great. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> I I did stop and was like, okay, that that that's the only part I think that did surprise me. I didn't expect to see that, you know, all of a sudden turn into a disco room and he starts dancing. It was quite odd. Um, I mean, you say predictable, but it, I did not see her escaping at all, or her um, leaving him there. I all three I guess of to those that things degree, I wasn't expecting. I. I saw that coming. I saw her leaving. I saw her escaping. I saw her playing him the entire time. Um, it's just, it's, I mean, even the way that they, um, playing the who? way that they, like the synopsis that they wrote up, she was, she was playing Caleb the whole time. The, the, the kid. Yes. Yes. Well, so I figured that part out, but the part about, but the, the fact that she's playing him, like, yeah, you can kind of see that coming a little bit, but, but, but her escaping and then leaving him there to die in that room. I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, like not even like just like lying to him and say, wait here for me and then Mm -hmm. leaving him there to die. And then on top of that, the first AI unit stabs Oscar Isaac in the back and then she just finishes the job. Like, you don't expect that. Yeah, what I thought was interesting about it is when, when they stabbed him, they they didn't, like, use, like, any kind of, like, pre-force. They just kind of slowly slid it in, and it was very... That was the part that was like, oh, that's weird. That was just... It was very strange to me, just to see them go kind of like go like this, like Jello, like You know, a knife through Jello. It was very odd, which shows two things. One, it, it's super creepy. And two, they must have a lot of strength right? because they're robots <laughs> because they don't actually have to like pull back and then stab. It was more of a, yeah. it wasn't a stab. It wasn't a stab. It's it a was thrust. just a push, right. just a little, a little eh. thrust. Well, <clears throat> with that being said, um, Netflix did a Netflix original called Spiderhead. Um, mm-hmm. And it's with um, Chris Hemsworth. And he, yeah, I, I know I saw something about that. I didn't actually and it is, it is read up very on it, much along the same feel as ex machina but mm-hmm. not dealing with ai it's a twisted film it's very twisted mm-hmm. but it's very good you looking it up yeah well yeah i i saw that it popped up and it was a it came out this year right oh yeah yeah it did so i i looked at that and i was like oh i didn't think much of it um but i hmm interesting it's a it's a twisted film <sighs> it would be something that if we didn't do a full podcast on like a quick you know off the cuff type deal but it was just one of those films where it's like once you do see it once though you're like i'm good like i don't need to watch it again because then it wouldn't it it's a one and done type film but it's a really really good it's it was a decent film though um a little bit of language in it but that's about it but it's just twist it's dark and twisted and there's like four or five people in it, very much in this compound, very much like Ox Machina, Ex Machina. Um, mm-hmm. So I would definitely toss that on, you know, a maybe not a much watch, a must watch list, but a definitely check this out type, you know, list per mm-hmm. se list. But I think Will, you will like it more than Lee will like it. <laughs> there's no comedy. Actually, there are parts that there's there's as you if you look at it from the right angle, it's pretty funny. Um, but it's twisted. Does he bring? Does he? Does he bring my cat to work? No, my Michael hat. No. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, there's definitely um, there's a lot of stuff out there that's that's similar to it, and I think that's 
I just feel like today, if that movie came out 20 years ago, it would blow people's minds. But I went into it and I kind of had the same feel as like That movie Splice. came out almost 10 years ago. So back then mm. it was a one and it wasn't like a, wasn't yeah. the, the market wasn't riddled with that type of movie then. Right. So I think, so in that, in that sense, it's like, it wasn't a bad movie. I definitely wouldn't say it was bad. It was well done. Um, the acting was superb. Um, it's just, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked, you know, and that's just the reality. I just, I just wasn't shocked about it. So let me ask this. Cause so, I've, I've, I've definitely, and I've seen Will too. We've definitely been shocked by some certain things in movies. What does shock you? What do you look for that shocks you in a movie that like, you're like, Oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, cause if you, if you don't, well, if you don't have that experience, like I'll be honest, when I first watched independence day, and mm-hmm. you have what's this, the doctor getting splattered against the wall. A part of it was like I expected it, but a part of it, I mean, I was 14 when I watched it for the first time. But a part of it, you're like, I wasn't expecting it. It made you jump a little bit. Like, it doesn't seem like there's much that really well, throws I think you off. The, be, well, because there's so many movies now, and if you if you keep watching movies, you're gonna you're gonna see what people are doing all the time, and it just. You know, I was like, yeah, that was done because obviously people are inspired by somebody else and other ideas. But, um, yeah, it's just going to keep on uh, keep on going. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. People are at my door and uh, people are honking horns, stuff like that. So um, I'd say something like uh, Samuel Jackson's death and Deep, uh, Deep Blue Sea. You know, that was unexpected. You didn't expect him to just like in the middle of this heated, like, come on, we need to get up and do this. And all all of a sudden he gets eaten by, you know, eaten by a shark. You know, that's that's kind of a that's something that would would jump out and surprise somebody. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. My neighbor's here. Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. That was your favorite TV show growing up, right? Lee? Was it? I think it was. Mr. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Again. This happens often. A lot um, often. A, a lot often. But but listen, if you watch something like Ex Machina and you know you have an immediate comparison about, oh, this is a robot that's getting loose and about to run amok. If you make the comparison to Robert Patrick, I understand that you're going to be kind of disappointed by something like this because nothing can compare to Robert Patrick. Right. It's just one of the... I, I was expecting... I'll tell you what I was expecting in that film. I was expecting, obviously, a connection to be made between the two of them. You know... And for something to happen that I wasn't ready for between the two of them, her and the, and the guy that is doing the test, um, Chad, whatever his name is, um, Caleb, Caleb, I was not expecting her to just leave him and take off. Um, I think that was, so that was something that was one of those things where I will say this, if your only interaction with humans is Oscar Isaac in this movie, then your disposition towards humans is absolutely warranted. Mm -hmm. It is, but then she wouldn't go and do what she did in the movie. She wouldn't go out to the, she actually wouldn't go to the crosswalk and just sit there and watch people. She'd she'd go I, on I a killing spree. Well, we really don't know what she does because of the way that the movie ends. I mean, it's just like she's standing right. there applauding and then yeah. roll credits. Yeah, I think I will say the end of her just leaving. Um, I I feel like she she almost had a little bit of like hesitation at one point because she was kind of getting ready to leave. She's like, "Do I leave him?" No, he's just a, he's just like everybody else, and then she leaves. Like that's kind of like you can tell she kind of has that go through her head. You saw hesitation. I never saw that. I saw some slight hesitation, but it, it wasn't it wasn't hesitation like she. It, okay, put it this way: it wasn't it wasn't like overly drawn out, but it was clearly there. You know, they didn't they didn't like express it. Like the director wasn't sitting here saying that close up on her face and and watch her take a breath and you know make it dramatic. No, it was just clearly like she stopped. She did it slowly, and she looked looked at him and then she left she could have just walked out but the fact that she stopped and looked at him while he was there and then left that shows that there was a level a slight level of hesitation but then she's like no he's probably just like everybody else you know if that's how everybody is then i'm just gonna go off and it doesn't matter they were gonna kill me anyway yeah how did you, you take think it? she was gloating 
to a point. Okay, she could have been. But I think that's what leaves it up to interpretation. The direct, the director wasn't. I, I think she might have been gloating to a point, but the ultimate, you know, reason why she probably just stood there and looked at him for a second was, I want you to know that this was me. I want you to know that I am the one that did this. That I am purposefully leaving you here mm. to die, sir. I, I feel Goodbye. like that might have been her plan. I yeah, I feel like it might have been her plan, but then, you know, there was a level of hesitation because of I don't know. She's. She's AI. There's some level of intelligence there. And I think the point that they were trying to get at was, you know, that she does have emotions. And if you are, you know, a creature with emotions, then you would have some type of, you know, thought and of hesitation of, of the situation. But then again, I don't know. It's hard to say because I'm not an artificial intelligence like being. So anyway, I, that's I, I, I wouldn't say it was shocking. It's expected for her character. So I wasn't shocked by it. You know, there's definitely some other stuff that's shocking, you know, uh, finding out that that, uh, you know, Split was in the same universe as Unbreakable. Like that was shocking. You know, like I didn't expect that. That's crazy. You know, some of the other things that have happened in some of the other, you know, Shyamalan films, for example. I mean, we, we talked obviously about the visit. That was pretty obvious right off the bat. They kept talking about a mental hospital being nearby. And I'm like, oh. This is odd. They said hospital, but it was called like shade, maple shade or something. Any, anytime the word. Sh- I don't know about that. You really don't mm. find out the name of the hospital it, until the end where, you know, she's in the basement and she discovers their bodies with those jumper suits on. Right. Mm. Isn't it funny that all that that all movie mental hospitals are, have like shade somehow in there? Like shady acres, you know, maple shade. Like it's it's used a lot when they say shade. It's like that's interesting. It it's is. always sound like some kind of serene place, and it's like, oh yeah, because they want to make it seem like it's like a like a getaway. It's a it's a little retreat. No, no, you you've been committed into a mental institution. Okay, but yeah, I, I can't think I'm, of. I was trying to think twist. about another guilty pleasure, and have it have either one of you ever seen Session Nine? Yes, yes, that's the one about um, Danvers familiar. State Hospital, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when that came out. Jeez, uh, when was that? 2004, 2005? I feel like it came out when I was in high school. Yeah, Session 9. It sounds familiar. Session 9. Oh, no, it was 2001. Wow, yeah, I remember it, it came out in high school. Yeah, it is It is not a good movie by any standards. No, but it, wasn't it actually shot in Danvers as well? Like, they shot some scenes there? Yeah, it's it's got David Caruso in it. That's But that's the thing, though, is a lot of horror or thriller doesn't go to theater it goes straight to video more often than not. some of them do yeah yeah because it's because it, it's not going to draw in the crowds like you know like an, like an action or an epic mm-hmm. so i'm willing to bet if lee actually watched the movie that um passion would be his guilty pleasure <laughs> okay so so we're totally doing this it's gonna happen Yes. We're gonna have. We're gonna. Yes. Our next. Our next recording. <clears throat> yep. And the island. Lee's taking notes for that. For that. For that movie. We just have to just watch it. <laughs> yep. And Will. And Will's taking notes on the island. When are we doing this again? <laughs> Sometime soon. Yeah, I thought we were doing that. So, Passion in the Desert. Uh, Catch me if you can, Chuck. You're doing that one, and uh, I. I got to do. Um, what is it? Top, Top Gun. Top Gun. Yes, we should do those three next. No, we've got we've got four movies that we that we need to do that we've been talking about. So I'd say The Island, Passion, Top Gun. I've been throwing The Island in there for two years, and you still refuse to watch it. So we're gonna do this now, and it's you haven't watched it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So we could talk twists and everything like that. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now that's been so twisty. So uh, I got a twist for you. You ready for this? Uh-huh. So, so to, to play into it, two of my um, guilty pleasures, I'll be honest, is I'll, I'll watch it just for fun, is Christian Slater and Alone in the Dark. <laughs> that is one of my, I like, I, I will I just go back. Like Nobody else will watch that film, but I'll just go back and enjoy it. And then, obviously, Christian Bale and Sean Bean in, you know, equi- fire. Equilibrium. No. <laughs> but if you oh, want yeah, a twist... Right. There's a movie with Nicolas Cage. And in this movie, he plays a character by the name of um, Gates. 
and he goes on this treasure hunt and he has to find this national treasure. <laughs> Sean Bean is in this movie. Uh-huh, he is. And the twist in this movie is at the end of the movie, Sean Bean is still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't die. It's like one of the only films that he does not die in. Right, because one does not simply put Sean Bean into a, a movie and expect him to live or to not betray them. Right. But he did betray them. From the beginning. Yeah, movie. but he was the bad guy through the whole film. It's just, it's right. one of those, like, you're expecting him to die, like, stupidly at some point or just randomly, but no, he lives. It's one of the few movies that Sean Bean lives towards okay. the end. We'll say this, uh, a twist and all these weird things and and people dying. Hot Tub Time Machine, Crispin Glover and how he, how he, and how he lost his arms. <laughs> remember the whole movie they're, they're trying to figure out like oh here's when it happens it doesn't happen here's when it happens and then of all things a snow plow drives by and just takes them off like wait what <laughs> I forget. Some final how destination does he, how does he stuff. take him just take his arms off the, the, the plow drove by and I guess his arms were out and they just took him off that's why it didn't make any sense. But he's out there like, what was he doing? He was he was doing ice carving with a chainsaw and he slipped and then nothing happened and all the ridiculous things like, oh, here's how it's going to. Yeah, that was something a little ridiculous. But um, anyway, back to, to guilty pleasures, per se. Um, I'd have to say a lot of people hate this movie, but there's something about it that I really appreciate. Iron Man 3. Everybody hates the way they did the Mandarin. But I really I really appreciate the movie for what it is where you've got Tony Stark, who is generally this rich dude who has, you know, all of these, you know, materials and all this stuff at his fingertips. But he loses all of it. He loses everything that makes him Tony Stark besides his, his intellect. And I thought that's what made this really great. Just like when we talk about like Spider-Man 2, you know, he lost his powers. Like, what does he do? You know, it, it's about the the hero losing what make what you think makes them the hero but then finding out it's really about their attitude and you know True, their but own the, brain the difference though is in iron man 3 he was that way for 3 quarters of the film in spider-man 2 he loses his power for like 10 minutes well i know <laughs> that but i'm i'm com- i'm not saying it's exactly the same i'm comparing it to what i like about certain films you know, um, in, in Iron Man three, I, I just love that scene where he just goes off to a hardware store. Very, very Bill and Ted's um, bogus journey. You know, when they go to the hardware store and they build their own versions, of, you know, robot versions of them. You know, it's it's corny in that sense. But the way they did it here, it's like he's going there and he's he's making like little bombs with Christmas ornaments and stuff and then shock gloves. I'm like, that's actually really cool. You know, and he, and he storms the place like, you know, it's the end of Beverly Hills Cop, which, by the way, in case you guys didn't notice, they're making a Beverly Hills Cop 4. They have been talking Seriously? about this movie for years. I, I'm but, not convinced it's, that it's, it's going a, to happen. It's in production. It's been in production forever. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just I'm not convinced that this movie is going to happen at all. I don't care that it's in production. Hmm. They could be well, saying whatever they want. I don't care. This, why? Did you hear that? I know, but the thing is... I mean, God, just look at how long it took them to actually <laughs> do a sequel to Coming to America. It took them, what, 25, 30 years <laughs> for them to do that, and I'm supposed to believe that this movie is going to... No, I'm not, I'm not convinced. If it happens, it happens. I'm just not convinced. But that's the thing is it's actually now that they were able to do that, they have the momentum and the push to get to Beverly Hills Cop 4 out. They they did what was that Dolomite's my name or whatever and then they and then coming to America. It's part of a, it's a list of things that he has that's actually being um, produced right now. So we'll see what happens with it. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'm, I'm on the wait and see approach. We'll see what happens. But I, I think it's going to get axed. It's, it's actually it filming. It starts filming this month. I'm just I'm telling you like there it's in production. Either way, that is something that's seems like it's happening. I mean, he just he was talking about an interview and they have this and they start filming this month. But we shall see what actually happens when the time comes. So did you but, did you hear that they are actually in talks of um they actually approached Nicolas Cage and they are looking at redoing Superman Lives? <laughs> you laughing because that's not true it, it's not true he's looking don't it do up this to me. <laughs> don't he's do this to me <laughs> <laughs> don't do this to me <laughs> you would love that wouldn't you 
Yeah. Did you guys actually watch the um the documentary about that? Nope. It's it was actually I'd say check out the documentary. It was pretty interesting. It's called it's called The Death of Superman Lives. It was <clears throat> So but off the off, you know, kind of on the just to reiterate, and I've said this before, the idea of Nicolas Cage playing Superman in a movie Superman. and it being directed by <laughs> Kevin Smith is the dumbest idea in the world. I, I cannot fathom of of anything more nonsensical. Tim, Tim Burton. Yeah, it wasn't going to be. It wasn't Kevin Smith. Okay, Kevin, fine. But wasn't Kevin Smith supposed to do a Superman movie? Am I? Am I am yeah, I he was involved in it, but he wasn't the director. It was Tim Burton, Kevin Smith, and uh, the the guy who did Wild Wild West. While while we're on this, of course, um, I kept saying, and you guys kept saying it was going to happen. But the point is, these these movies where the hero loses something or starts questioning what they're doing and why they're doing it. It's what it's what Batman Forever was supposed to be. Here we go. And it was not what here we got. It comes. What do you mean? So, what does he lose in Batman Forever? Here we go. Exactly. It was cut out. All of this stuff was cut out. The the point of the movie being called Batman Forever was because he was like, I'm I'm hanging up the cowl. I can't do this anymore. I just want to live a normal life. And that's why he was he was there getting therapy and everything because he was trying to get out of it. But then he realized, no, I'm Batman. Wait a minute. He was forever. he was where getting therapy with Doctor Meridian. Yeah, that's why that's, he was there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. but there's there's more there's more to it. He was dealing with his own duality between um, Batman and Bruce Wayne. That's why they had that little dream doll or whatever that looked like Two Face, the half and half. But that's what he's recognizing. He's he's dealing with somebody Two Face who's got two different lives, two different sides, and it's making him reflect upon himself. Now, I'm not trying to get super philosophical about Batman Forever, which was the downfall of superhero movies. Um, but the reason no but here's here's the thing just like we okay you guys we all agree that justice league was was a pile of hot garbage right Zack snyder's justice league however was a very different movie and it was actually really entertaining i would still put justice league i would put the original justice league still miles ahead of either of the schumacher films i agree with you i don't think justice league is a garbage fire Mm, I, 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 I think, I, I think, I think it's got it. short. I think it's got shortcomings, but I mean, yeah, if you want I, to compare a garbage fire, I mean, when you look at like, like multiverse of madness to me was just hot garbage because it was a lie. Mm. They played us. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually really glad that you brought that one up. I'm starting to come around on on multiverse of madness a little bit. I'm mm. I'm, I'm beginning to think that maybe. A, a big part of the disappointment behind that film was just fan expectation being right. through the no, roof. No, that's exactly what it is. It's not a horrible film. It's just not what we wanted. Yeah, I, I went back and I rewatched yeah. it after um after I had you yeah. know consumed other films and my palate mm-hmm. was cleansed. My, mine's still not cleansed. It, it's not. Lee's right. It's not a bad movie at all. It's just fan <laughs> expectation was ridiculous, and I, we wanted and expected everything and being right. realistic there's no way that they were gonna you know so right they should they should have titled it something else and that would have helped you know multiverse of madness like it was it really mm, yeah I, I i actually agree with the title i don't have a problem with the title mm. what do you it, mean you it, agree mm. with the title like you agree with what will what lee is saying with the title no no i i agree with the title because it actually is exploring the multiverse it might not be what we got but it is the multiverse and there is madness. yeah for like 10 seconds you say only 10 seconds but come on man it's more than just a yeah, 10 like second that's, montage they actually go to multiple universes in that movie it's so not like it was just listen, one or two and i know i know only a few as opposed to everything everywhere all at once which was what we wanted to see. Multiple universes, different things crossing over, getting crazy. That's not what we got. So, Well, Rotten Tomatoes audience score gives it an 85, which I was not expecting. Wow. Yeah. That's, Maybe people are coming around. That's Rotten Tomatoes. If you look at IMDb, it's a, it's a 3.6 out of 5 stars. So I will say, when you first wow. see the movie, it's a it's, oof. In, and I go back, going back to what I said earlier, it was all fan expectation being super high to the point where I honestly believe that right, nothing right. was going to live up to expectation. I, I don't think that movie could have done anything right to, to, to quell mm-hmm. what it We had, expected you know, this to be like another um, endgame. Like we, we had endgame 
excitement. If not Endgame, No Way Home. Yeah, At least. Well, because, because we saw, like, you know, Black Widow was just... Eh, it existed. Or what was that thing I sent you, <laughs> Chuck? Did you did you hear? Oh, did you hear the the review about Morbius? Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up here. Um, there's a review here about Morbius, which was that was fantastic. fantastic. Um, Morbius is says, a movie. <laughs> hold on, so here it says, uh, five out of ten. Morbi- Morbius is truly a film. Morbius truly has to be one of the films released in 2022 so far. Jared Leto did a job playing Morbius in the in action. The action was in the film. The film has storytelling, and the CGI was animated. The side characters were along with Morbius, and the villain was a bad guy. The jokes were sentences. This film really is one of the films of all time, if not the last decade. <laughs> you know, that's that's basically what Black Widow was, too. It's like, yeah, it happened. I mean, if I ever watch it again, it's only because they're going to bring her back somewhere, and I just want to get more of the backstory. Um, but I don't have any intention of watching that movie again because it was just so eh. But the hair flip didn't do it for you? No, the hair flip and the, and the vest with all the pockets, no, didn't do it for me. Um, I think him trying to squeeze into his I, uniform I, like a sausage was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the, here's, here's what it is, and I think this is what it all comes down to, is like fans have been like, Fans of Batman itself have been clamoring for a Schumacher cut, you know, basically like, can we get what he was originally doing? And the reality is, um, after, after Batman Returns was released, um, and they, and they were doing all their, um, marketing stuff with McDonald's and everything, parents were like really upset that this violent movie, this disgusting movie was putting out toys at McDonald's. Like, so they were mad at McDonald's and like, oh, well, how can we market this better? And the right, the, um... Studio execs were like, they didn't want to work with Burton going forward. They had a meeting with him, and he was basically like, okay, so I'm thinking about this and this and this. And they're like, hey, why don't you focus on some other stuff that's more you? And it's like, oh, you don't want me to do this movie, do you? So they basically kind of convinced him to just not even want to be involved. And then when that happened, and then Keaton was going to talk to Schumacher, I guess he just didn't click with him. And he's like, I can't do this. So he he ended up asking for like crazy demands, like more money and this and that. And he wanted all these royalties afterwards. Um, yeah. And he did that. So he didn't actually say no. He just wanted to basically say, fine, if you want me to do this and give me all this, knowing that they weren't going to give it to him. So they went the other direction. Um, but the interesting thing is it was basically... Um, they had a lot of ideas um, before they did uh, Batman Returns. It was just Batman 2. They didn't actually have anything specific or called Returns. But in that movie, um, they would have brought back all these different characters um, and done things so totally different. Because we know that at one point, Robin Williams was uh, was approached about the Riddler, um, which would have been very different than what we got with Jim Carrey. But basically, Batman Forever and Batman Returns were there's kind of a blurred line between what those movies would have been if, um, if things went differently, they actually had Marlon, Marlon Wayans was slated to play Robin. You're making Um, this movie sound so much dumber than it actually was. What do you mean? Robin Williams and Marlon Wayans over Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was perfect. Jim Carrey is the saving grace of that movie. (laughs) And that's not saying much. Not at all. Well, but then Billy D. Williams, they pushed. My thing right here is Jim Carrey is the saving grace of of that movie. Are you saying that it would have been better if you know he wasn't even there and who was? No, no, no. I'm saying it would have been very different if Tim Burton was still at the helm because Tim Burton was getting Robin Williams. And who would have who would have replaced Tommy Lee Jones? Billy D. Williams. That would have been so stupid. But he actually was really sounds horrible. Well, that, it didn't happen, but I'm telling you, like, these are the things that were in the works. And it's a good thing that it didn't happen. So you're telling me that you prefer Batman Forever as is. Are you telling me that you enjoy Batman Forever as is? And they were going to get... As it stands right now, compared to what you're actually describing to me, yes, leave it alone. And on top of that, he was going to get John Travolta for the Batman, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, wow. Marlon Wayne's. Robin Williams, Billy D, and you know, Billy D. Do you know what? Wow! Original, an, another original idea for for Batman himself for Bruce Wayne was actually Pierce Brosnan in in the eighties. 
Well, I know, but that's the thing. Like, these are the things that might have happened, and it would have been totally different. Like, I'm looking back, and we've always talked about, like, the alternate people like Jeff Goldblum or um, or uh, John Lithgow for Doc and Back to the Future would have been totally different. Christopher Lloyd would have just fallen away. Like, he probably wouldn't have done anything else after. Or he might have and gone a totally different direction. Now, that's a, now hold on. Is, if this actually happened, we probably wouldn't have gotten X-Men for an additional 10 years. This would have easily set, you know, superhero movies back a decade or more. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like there's so many things that that might have been, but we don't know. I think that Tim Burton at the helm for a Batman three would have been fantastic because he wouldn't have. And that's the thing is like he wouldn't have backed down and said, sure, let's make it more toyetic, if you will. Like they wanted to sell things. They wanted to make it marketable for kids, for toys. And that's why, you know, everything became what it was. Schumacher actually did. Like not, he didn't want to make it the way he that it came out, but he also wasn't fighting them on it and said, "Fine, I'll do it." Okay, yeah, I guess I'll do it. But that was not his plan. And I think if we got like the original opening that was there, that was a lot darker, um, and and some of the other scenes, it would have been a much darker movie than it was. You know, this Las Vegas neon lights, you know, craziness, as opposed to like the, um, you know, the old Art Deco German expressionism that they were doing with Tim Burton style. So I, I just my big thing is not so much that I love these movies or anything. It's just that I had there were expectations that um, or not expectations, but there were other options that could have happened that could have that might have made it better. And then other things that might have made it worse. But the reality is we don't have it. So there's no way to sit there and compare and to check it and be like, oh, this was great. Same with Superman Lives. I would have liked to see it and then just be like, OK, and judge for myself whether or not it was good. You know, or go, you know, whatever. But it it never happened. So it's just it's just one of those things where I wish I could find an alternate universe. You know, another another something in the multiverse where the movie did come out, just to see what things would have been like, and then move on with my life. You know, I don't want it to exist. I just want to step into that reality for a moment, just to view it and say, huh, okay, like a what if. That's what I like about the what if. You know, shows. It's like it's not happening, but what if it did? Ah, okay. My life is a big what if that's that's called a, you know, fear of missing out. <laughs> you focus on all like what could have happened, you know. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to get off the based what? on what you're saying to me right now. I think this would have irreparably damaged Tim Burton's career. Just based on what you're telling me, because this is a horrible idea. If he did a third Robin Williams does not fit at all C- compared to Jim Carrey. Robin Williams isn't a good well, fit. That for this, man. They would have brought in Robin. Um, now that is Billy D. Well, that's so Billy D. Williams was obviously in the first one brought in to play Harvey Dent. And the plan was for him to eventually play Two-Face. That's why he was brought in like that. That was the plan. You can hear it on interviews with him. He was planning on doing it. He was excited for it, actually, when they were in the talks about it. But here's the thing. What is Billy D. Williams known for? Lando. That's it. Really? I, he, he's, he, he's a celebrity just because he played in two movies. The Colt 45 commercials. The, the what? Colt, Colt 45. He did, did, did Colt 45 commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. He was excited for it. And I and I feel like, I feel like, I feel like if, if Burton still was at the helm, it would have been very interesting to see. But again, it's one of those things where if I was just in another universe for a moment just to see it and then move on, that would have been cool. Just to see a third, a third Burton film. I, so I just... So I just took out of the room for three minutes. Are we still on Batman Forever, or are we back on Superman Lives? Uh, we're actually on, on Batman Returns. Yeah. We're on Batman Return or Batman 2. That didn't happen. The Revenge of the Batman? Yeah, that's it. Um, actually, I did, I did stumble upon something. I never watched Batman Beyond, um, but there's a movie, Batman Beyond um, Re- Return of the Joker, or something like that. Um, and there's an alternate ending where... So I guess in this movie, he somehow messes with Robin's mind, like Tim Drake, the the new Robin, messes with his mind, and he becomes like a little Joker, kind of like what um when Minnie Me turned over to the to Austin Powers side, <laughs> and he dressed up like him instead. Um, it was kind of like that. He was like a little Joker, and then he came out to to shoot Batman, but he shot the Joker in the chest instead, and it was like super dark. And that was an alternate, like deleted ending. For this animated, I um, I will say that a lot movie. of the DC like Batman films, even the Superman films, 
They're all PG-13 or R because they're all super dark. They're super intense. Oh, well, the new ones now, yeah. And I will say, yeah. their animation, their animated films are incredible. I will... They are they are incredible. Um, and DC has got that market pegged. I mean, they do a fantastic job. I mean, especially when you have people like Mark Hamill playing um, Joker for such a long period of time. And you got, you got um, voice actors like that. It's... It's fant- they do fantastic jobs. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that, that Kevin Conroy voiced Batman for so many years that it just that was just Batman's voice. You know, it was I like that that there wasn't really much of a difference between them. I mean, it was just like it was always him doing it in all different versions. Even in the even the video games, it was him up until a few years ago. Same with um same with Mark Hamill. Uh, but I, I'd have to say that yeah, Batman the animated series, I have it here on Blu-ray. It's a fantastic collection. Um, but when they, when they moved over to, um, when they had the, what was it? The Batman and Superman show when they they had the two together and, uh, Bruce Wayne had blue eyes and the animation was different. The Joker just had black, you know, dots for eyes. Um, I thought it it kind of dropped there. I just didn't like the way it it didn't feel the same. It was more, it was more like Superman. What was the adventures of Batman and Superman? I think the show was called. No, it was very different. What's going on with, um, the flash movie. Oh, I don't know. I think people. I think they're still going to do it because it's funny that they canceled Bat- Batgirl. Yet they. Yeah, um, it's kind of up in the air what they're going to do with that movie. Um, every article mm. that I've read about it basically states that there are three ch- choices or, or three decisions that they're looking at. Um, a. Ezra Miller goes away and he gets help, and then he's going to be able to, you know, continue. B. They remove Ezra Miller from from everything and they release the movie and then he is you know recast after that. Or C. If he continues on this downward trajectory, they're just going to scrap everything entirely. Because so you're saying like do a whole new back. use a whole new character for Flash. Yeah, he's the main character. It's not really a way that you can just like take him out and still make the movie. I mean, at this point, I mean. Even Black Panther, we have that thing, and they're just kind of doing it. But I think a lot of the people, um, people are just upset that they didn't just recast him. But then, like, well, why would you recast him? He did a great job. But it's like, yeah, but now you're you're getting rid of this character. I don't even know what happened. What, what, what even happened with him? I don't even know. Like, I never looked into he it. He had he had cancer, right? What he had cancer, right? Ezra Miller. No, I'm talking about Black Panther. No, 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 Ezra Miller. Uh, we're, so we're talking. Yeah. We're talking about Ezra Miller. Yeah, I know. I was bringing up Black Panther and how they recast, or they didn't recast, but they just changed the story. That's that's what I'm saying. They just changed the story. He got cancer and died. Ezra Miller, he's got a lot of issues. Right. Ezra Miller got a lot of issues. He he needs some some well needed help. There was just a lot of things going on in the news about him. Um, domestic abuse, and he charged a woman who was mm-hmm. on stage doing a karaoke bar somewhere in Hawaii or whatever like that. It's just there is a lot that has been happening with him lately. So, but the thing is, he keeps on doing stuff. Like he keeps doing it, and, and he's coming back with. Yeah, it just basically comes down to the fact that he is not well. No, he's not well. And at this point, somebody, somebody needs to step in and intervene in his life and kind of pull him back and say, we need to fix this. Outside of that, I just, I don't know. But I think it's it's just sad. It's just really sad to see. It's very sad. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. Cause I've, we've been waiting for this film for what, like a year and a half now? A while. Oh, a few years. Yeah. Basically, we knew it was coming right after Justice League. Right. Um, so we've we've been waiting quite some time. Is it is it is it has it already been filmed and now it's just in production? Yeah, it's done. It's it's done. Oh, yeah. So was Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Batgirl was in post production when they when they canned that one, so Mm-hmm. It, it's it's weird to me because if it was done, like it doesn't make sense because if if, if they're done with it. It's not like they're saving money at this point. They've already spent all that money. Like, what is it? Is it is it distribution they're saving money on? Which is probably, I mean, so so now there's just now they're just losing money because they're not distributing it. Yeah, it's it's very strange. But I mean, that's that's where we're at. So yeah, I'd say that's just something that's been on my mind for a while about it. Just like I think that. There's a lot of things that could have happened, might have happened, we didn't get. So now, I mean, people are like, I wonder how that Batgirl movie would have been. You know, that 
It was a movie, right? That wasn't a show. That was a it was a movie. It kind of snuck up, though. I don't know. I'm sure at some point, like Batgirl at the very least, I'm sure at some point that movie will be released. You know, they've already sunk so much money That's into strange. that thing. I can't imagine them just throwing it in a vault and forgetting all about it. So, I don't know. It's it's very strange. That's so strange. Well, it's weird to me because I'm wondering, like, did they... um. Like, I don't feel like they even advertised about this movie. Like, I don't remember anything about it. There was no hype about it. So, I don't really know. So, yeah. Anything else today, guys? Just out of... Well, yeah. Well, I was... I mean, other things I was thinking about. I mean, I'd say for a guilty pleasure for me is... um, you know, most of the time we don't sit around and watch kids kids shows or, you know, movies and stuff like that. But I'd say for an animated film, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is hilarious. I can't get tired of watching that movie with the kids. I can. You can? Oh, yeah. Oh, you've probably watched it a lot more. See, I have a rule with the kids. We can't watch the same movie three nights in a row or, or more, you know, so we'll we'll space it out. But that movie is just, it's hilarious. When when she sits down and she puts her feet down and they go into his eyeballs, completely unexpected. That's a, That's a twist. I didn't see that coming. Just eyeballs, shoe eyeballs. No, sure. Come on, you you quote that movie all the time, every day, every single time you say Steve, you see Steve walk Steve. by, you go Steve. Because yeah, that part is funny, but outside <laughs> of that, the movie's eh. It's hilarious. So, so here's the thing, your kids, Mr. Are, T. your kids are what, four and six? Yeah. Okay, my oldest are eleven and fifteen. I went uh-huh. through a long time of watching all those films over and over twice. Once for the oldest mm-hmm. and then once for the second. I'm done. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I am so glad I have a boy now that's two, that's three that will not watch the same things as my two girls did. I don't have to watch every mm-hmm. Disney princess movie on the face of this planet and know every Disney oh, yeah. song because we listen to it in the car on every car ride. I'm I'm thankful mm-hmm. that those I enjoyed those days. See, you're in the midst of all that, which is why you enjoy it. Not necessarily. Um, my girls and I they 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 begged to watch Return of the Jedi last night. They wanted to watch Star Wars, and I and actually Hannah kept saying New Hope, but I'm like oh, I feel like I've watched that one so many times. And then Teresa said Jedi. We rock paper scissors for it, and we watched Return of the Jedi. And that movie still holds up. And it's funny now. I can't watch that scene where where Vader shows up on the on the the new Death Star, and the um the general there's going to greet him. You've seen that video where it shows you that um music changes everything, and they're playing that song. Um, what's that song that that uh, Steve Buscemi sang at the end of the Wedding Singer? Ha 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 ha. They're playing that as Vader's getting off the sh- off his ship, off his shuttle, and walking onto the Death Star. And it looks like it's some weird, you know, the guys like getting ready for a date. It's hilarious. But um I, I can't I can't watch that anymore without hearing that. But I guess it's a, I'll just say that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is not a it's not my favorite, but it's definitely something that I will say, okay, let's watch that again. It's hilarious to me. Uh not me. If mm. I had a choice. No? no. Is there is there a kid's movie that you would watch okay, beside a goofy movie? Goofy movie's fantastic. That's a fantastic like, film. I, I would put that down as, I mean, well, here's, here's the difference. Um, if it's a movie that we grew up with as children that was, you know, targeted to children and we were children when it came out, is that considered a guilty pleasure if we still enjoy it? Yes. It is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because now you, because really? now, yeah, like if you go back well, and you yeah, watch Power Rangers, you're like, uh, but I was still, I'm not saying that's a guilty pleasure. I'm just saying that, you know, if you go back and you're watching it and you happen to like it, you grew up with it. That's one of the reasons why it still makes a guilty pleasure. Name mm. any Nickelodeon movie. Name any Nickelodeon TMNT. movie. TMNT. Harry, Harry at the Spy. I was going to say Good Burger. Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking Harry at the Spy was the, was the, was the first Nickelodeon movie um, ever. I remember because it was orange. Remember the orange cassette? <laughs> it really stood out. Um, yeah, Good Burger, fantastic. So I would say that lately I, I've been going on this kick. So um, I've been hopping onto Paramount Plus and checking some stuff out, and they have all that up there. They have Are You Afraid of the Dark? They've got uh, Ah Real Monsters. Um, yeah. So 
I was watching all that with the girls a few nights ago, and I'm like, this so, is actually pretty awesome. Keenan and Kel, I watched the first episode of Keenan so and Kel again. So who did you snag Paramount Plus from? Since you have Plex from Will, you have HBO Max from me, you have Netflix from somebody else, you have Disney. Oh, wow, you're just jumping all over the place. He used to have HBO Max from me. <laughs> I will not confirm or nor deny these accusations. Um, <laughs> so I'll confirm it. <laughs> but I do have, I do have, um, looking over here, I, I have these box sets that I got sometime in the past couple years. So I've got the complete classic series of the Ninja Turtles, the original uh, show that came out in 87, I believe. Um, we're started in 87. Are You Afraid of the Dark? The whole collection. Um, and Batman, the animated series, like the, the first animated series. And if... If those are considered guilty pleasures, then yes, those are too. Uh, the Turtles, I'll say, they're, there's some episodes where I go, I remember this, but then most of them I don't remember. I, I remember just loving the Turtles, but I don't, I don't remember staring at this, at this thing and at the TV and memorizing all the stories, you know? Unless it was something I had on tape. I think I had a couple of VHSs at home. Do you remember when they used to sell? I mean, I think they still do. I just don't buy them. They would sell, like... One single episode on a VHS tape. I'm like, what a waste of of technology. You could fit like five episodes on a tape, but they wouldn't. They'd give you a 20 minute episode on one. I know, lots of money, lots of money. Who did the original? Tur- who did the original Turtles movies? Jim Henson. No, who produced? Like, was it Nickelodeon? Was it like who was the production? Company? Oh, New Line. Was it New Line? New Line Cinema. So I would. <laughs> so those are some. Those are some guilty pleasures for me. I'd watch those over and over again. Oh. Absolutely. The first two. Uh, the, the third one, it's... There we go. The third one, it was such a bad movie just because uh, Jim Henson was gone and they just went with some other people. It wasn't even Brian. Like, they've used Brian Henson to do some other stuff because he... Um, but not those movies. Um, I think that movie would have been a lot better if Henson was still around and those puppets didn't look so bad. Like, you could clearly see, like, that they were just masks. They, there was no emotion to the faces. didn't move. Um... You know, they didn't use the technology that they did in Ex Machina to, like, study everybody's facial micro-expressions and all that. Using everyone's (laughs) cell phone on every cell phone network. That's ridiculous. Oh, man. But I'd I'd say, yeah, there's a ton of stuff like that that we we could even think about just from our past. I mean, if it comes down to, like, Christmas movies, for example, if I want to watch a Christmas movie with the family, it's Muppet Christmas Carol. I thought that was my favorite Christmas Carol version ever. Michael Caine is amazing. All right, so I'm I'm going to say this now. And I'm I'm guessing Will is on board with me on this one. You have five minutes to go on more kids movies. After that, we are done with kids movies. <laughs> I don't ha- I don't have any more to talk about. I'm just saying a if we're Muppet about Christmas stuff film. Like uh huh. It's fantastic. Okay, it's fantastic. Okay. Think of so I'm going to go in a different direction. When I think guilty pleasure or I think bad movie in general, my mind kind of goes in a different direction and I kind of think of like a genre that's just subjectively bad. So I'm thinking like disaster films, like Independence Day, Armageddon, whatever. Deep Impact would be another one. Like these these movies are bad. They're bad. I cannot mm-hmm. stand movies like that. Okay. <sighs> so are you going to go off on your love your, on your love for Sharknado? And no, Lee, not Sharknado. Sharknado. I, All right. So, okay. I, I tend to disagree. Independence Day I loved. Twister was decent. Um, Dante's Peak was fan, was a good, wasn't fantastic, but it was a good film. Um Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones, that's a guilty pleasure. It's a dumb movie. Um, Daylight with um, Stallone. Daylight, Stallone. <laughs> that was yep. it was just bad, but it was good. I'll watch it oh. over and over again. Demolition Man. Demolition that's Man, it. fantastic. Independence yep. Day. Uh, Demolition Man is not a disaster movie. No, it's not a disaster movie, but it's one of those movies that it's so bad that it's good. Day After Tomorrow was a horrible movie. The day after tomorrow was horrible. Okay, Jake Gyllenhaal was. Oh, Dennis Quaid was horrible. No, 2012 was in there. 2012 (laughs) was awful. You know, John Cusack. I didn't see that one or Knowing. Knowing was dumb. (laughs) Um, but Independence Day, Independence Day Two was horrific. Resurgence, yeah. I didn't think I didn't think it was that bad. I I have to revisit it. Independence Day. In is, hindsight, it's horrible. 
yeah, yeah. Oh my God, look at the special effects. Aren't they so great? And now you look back at it like, Egh. it. Then the story doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. The story makes perfect sense. They wrote in like a, a, a throwaway "Good morning, Dave" is like a joke. Like, why? So here's a. So here's a. <laughs> to go back to the to the Schumacher films, I was just I was thinking this. <clears throat> Work with me on this one. It's a, it's a bit of a. Um, for, 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 for Joker, instead of using, not, I mean, not Joker, for Riddler, for Riddler, instead of using Jim Carrey, what if they used, um, wow, I just blanked his name. Dane Cook. No. (laughs) No. Have you ever seen Good Luck Chuck or Employee of the Month? Horrible movies. Employee of the Month I have. Yeah. Awful. Um. He's awful. He's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Go- Jeff Goldblum as the Riddler. Oh. I could see that. I as the Riddler. As the Riddler. With his with his tweet with his twerkiness from like as the twerky. Twerk <laughs> his quirkiness as he was in Jurassic <laughs> Park with the way he was and just being weird like that and then with his acting <sighs> on the fly, I think he could pull it off real well. Kind of like Kind of like Heath Ledger as you would never have thought Heath Ledger as the as the Joker. I think. Well, that's the I think thing. Goldie like was so great, fantastic. Yeah, at it. I, I, I'm not hmm. co-signing this. I cannot see Jeff Goldblum it, it, playing the Riddler. <laughs> you couldn't picture Heath Ledger as the Joker either. It's true. Hmm. So we're thinking Goldblum in the mid '90s. So this is around the time of Jurassic Park. No. Um. So when I can I can see him. Hmm. So the way that they wrote the Riddler, I, I will say this about Jeff Goldblum: if there was any Batman character I could see him playing, I could see him pulling off Scarecrow, okay. completely out of your mind, psychiatrist, you know, hanging out in Arkham Asylum. That, yeah, I, that I think if, I can envision that fits Jeff Goldblum a lot more than 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 Riddler, in my opinion. But Riddler was a was a zany, out of his mind, um, mental breakdown. But he also interacted in real life too way more than he was over like a psych ward type deal he was an he was intelligent and on point while at the same time cracked i could see jeff goldblum as that he was he was a a flock of freaking freuds here's the difference now when when you you ask the question like this when you say as the riddler are we saying directed by Schumacher exactly the way that the character was written in this film, just with a, di- with a Goldblum take or a different film by a different director with Jeff well, Goldblum. Well, think about it. I can see Dano that. played Riddler in the new Batman film, and it was nothing like Jim Carrey's take. Absolutely. So, That's my point. So it's, it's hard to say who which actor would be good unless you're, unless you're you know, specifically saying in this role the way it's written. So yeah, if you were doing perfect example right there is if you were doing this exact movie like this, who could have played Jim Carrey's part? Maybe Dane Cook, you know, somebody who's just ridiculous and obnoxious, you know, to play that character that way. Okay, somebody like that, you know, somebody who's gangly and going to run around and be goofy. But Jeff Goldblum if he was in there, he wouldn't have played that Riddler. No, no, no. I think I think he would have played it. I think he would have given a different spin to it. And I think it would have been better. And I don't think it would have worked with Schumacher's direction. That's the thing. So it would have been a very different... It would have been very, very different. I think... I could see Goldblum if it was Burton's. I could see... I could see it having a darker well, I think I think, darker I think we were going Goldblum with... I think it. we were talking about, like, if Tim Burton was to do the third Batman. Well, that's the thing. That's... If we're going that direction and we're thinking about it... Yeah, I could see it that way. But then again, you're, you're saying you're saying things about Robin Williams, and you're saying that's a bad idea. But you've seen Robin Williams play um, psychos. Before. He played I mean, one hour photo, which yeah, I was just about to say one hour photo. And, and, wasn't he an in insomnia? I didn't see that one, but wasn't he a little crazy in that too? No. Yeah, that's that, that that's not really a fair one to do because Robin okay, Williams didn't come see in until the end of that movie. I, right, like I said, I didn't see it, so I don't know. It was a question. Right, but putting Robin Williams in as the Riddler would have would have been like. You've seen the number twenty three, right? With Jim Carrey, horrible movie. Yeah, horrible, horrible movie. movie. Yeah. That would that would have been the the way of putting Robin Williams in as the Riddler. That's what that would have been like. Jim Carrey was not meant for that film. I know he was trying to break out of his, you know, his comedic, you know, funny character, you know, multiple personality type films. 
Jim Carrey. Well, he's done. Pl- what are you talking about? Eternal Sunshine of yeah, the Spotless done, Mind. Yeah, he's done. He's done plenty of um, different things. Yeah, but his primary thing is comedy and you know Truman yeah. Show, and he was fantastic in both of those roles. Right. In the Truman Show, but he still has his quirkiness and some of his humor in the Truman Show. It just makes it, it just fits around his world. Like his good afternoon, good evening, like the way he smiles and the way he laughs and the way he does all that stuff. It's still comedy. The people around him create the seriousness. If you just had him in his role, it would he himself in that role isn't as serious as the rest of the people are. Um, he has a lot of comedy in that movie. It's just it's more, it's a drama with some comedy mixed in. And the comedy comes from Jim Carrey, not from other people. But the 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 way I'm saying is, it's the darkness that was in the number twenty three. Like it was like a detective, you know. It was dark. It wasn't, you know, not just drama. It was darker than that. That would have been like putting Robin Williams in as the Riddler in Batman. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of there's tons of alternate casting that would be. You know, it could either make or break, you know, a film. And that's 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 pretty interesting. I mean, I I, I didn't see it immediately, but then I, I can see I can see that being a very different take on it and it could have been something interesting. You know? And that's and I that's what I'm saying is I appreciate I appreciate a lot of the what if scenarios. What if this movie happened? What if what if this one didn't happen and, and it was another one, you know, in its place? Like I think we all agreed that The Last Jedi was a movie that we wish never happened. You know the way that it did because it 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 took a possibly good direction for for a uh, sequel trilogy and really just like confused everybody. I mean, I I could appreciate it as a standalone film, but if it's supposed to be tying into the universe of Star Wars, it just I don't think it made any sense that it should have been there. Right? Because all you all you got were were two directors that were playing tug of war and basically slapping each other every single time. I mean, come on, just that whole thing where you see Luke Skywalker at the end and then you see the beginning and he just throws the saber. It's like, wow, what a way to just slap the director in the face from the first movie. Right. And then after that, he goes back in and they have this whole love story between Rose and um, and uh, FN2187 there. My dog. And um, yeah, your dog. And um, then they just throw that away at in the next movie. Like they see each other, and he walks over, he puts his he taps her on the shoulder and walks away. It's like you're not going to explain anything here. Like they're just okay. And then Luke's with his "I was wrong" line. It's like wow. Like all they did was just like pick on each other the entire time and throw everything that they set up away. And that was just that was such a a, a dumb move on the execs to get a different director to come in there. Ryan Johnson, not a bad director, but. And the movie itself was not bad, but it was not meant to be in that trilogy. It just messed everything up. You know, and that's, and I I, I wish that, I think Disney has talked about wanting to just go ahead and get rid of it and some, somehow find a way to just say, like, that never really happened. Here's something else. You know, they're trying to find ways to do it, but I mean, how can you do that? It happened. It's already there. You can't just go around and, you know, flashy thing everyone, as Agent J would say. Um, but yeah, that's that. That so is that. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys. Seems like I'm w- spent for the day. Yeah, yeah. Seems like Will's been done with this conversation for a while. Anyway, <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Yeah. Well, you weren't even you weren't even prepared for this conversation, and you were didn't have I much made to a say. List. We're, oh, we're, I made a list. Oh, I made a list. I already said it, and everybody just kind of ignored me and went back to talking about Joel Schumacher. So I'm just going to title this episode, Lee Complains About Joel Schumacher. (laughs) All right, so so yours again, you you listed the disaster film. So Armageddon, Deep Impact, those are yours? Those are your guilty pleasures? Sure, I would also throw Dante's Peak in there as well. What is wrong with Dante's Peak? Everything. It blew up. That's what was wrong with it. Just the fact that you have a woman that jumps out of a wooden boat and submerges her lower torso in, in acidic water and doesn't immediately die no, that is was, just ridiculous yeah, oh, to yeah, me. Yeah. It wasn't acidic. They were hot springs. It was acidic. Was it? Oh, I thought it was hot springs. Her hands were burnt. Her her legs were bleeding. And but it doesn't matter. She just she's able to get out of this boat in that water and just power straight through it. It's ridiculous. 
It's so stupid. Of course it is, but That's it's the fantastic. only part of the movie that I remember. <laughs> it's one of Pierce Brosnan's best films. Oh, jeez. No, no. What was uh, Die Another Day? Is that the one? Is that the one where he was like going down for the avalanche? It was like horribly CG'd. Was that that last one? Die Another Day. With Halle uh, Berry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was horrible. They went from that to Daniel Craig, and you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> so, I guess that's that. What was your so? What were your guilty pleasures, Chuck? You mentioned a few, but what were they? What were, if you if you were to list three? Three. So, mm-hmm. along in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Equilibrium. Uh huh. Equilibrium. And then I would go along with Will too. All of those. If they, if you want to classify them as bad films, fine. I enjoy, but I guess that's what makes it a guilty pleasure. Is I enjoy most of those films. Right. I right. enjoy. I'll, I'll, I will watch those films off the like, core. That's the other one, The Core. Did you end up watching that yet, Will? The Core? core dumb. Oh, yeah. That was basically the world's coming to an end, so they sent a team of experts down the in a drill. The world stops spinning because the yeah. core the Earth stops spinning. So they go. So so Stanley Tucci and Hilary Swank and Aaron Eckhart, they all get into a, a giant drill, and they go to the center of the Earth so they can set, set off some bombs and... and <laughs> <laughs> well, you noped out anyway. You still haven't watched it. It's been three years. Yeah. Well, it's been fun, but uh, we're going to call it a day. So thanks, everybody, for sticking around and hearing us go off about Schumacher for, you know, an hour and a half. Us? us. And, and then some other things. Uh, what, what, what is this us? <laughs> you. You went off about Schumacher for well, an hour we and are, a half. We are black and white reviews. Therefore, you know, if Lee does something... We do something. I'm not taking responsibility mm-hmm. for no, the I'm weed. not standing by that at all. I'm not standing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one, guys.